0: The Human Podcast features weekly service audio from the Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia. Please visit us at human.org.
1: Good morning. Good morning. I'm Deborah Borrell, a member of UMAN, and on behalf of Reverend Dave Dunn, Director of Religious Exploration Lexi Tangney, Music Director Alex Peach, my fellow worship associates, including today's speaker Amanda Browley, and the dedicated technical team that is making today's live stream possible, I welcome you to the Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation, which we lovingly call UMAN. We are a liberal faith community with the mission to nurture our spirit, strive for justice, and transform the world. No matter who you are, whom you love, or where you are on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. And if you're visiting with us for the first time and feel comfortable doing so, please introduce yourselves so that we can worship together as friends. Are there any first-time visitors on my left? first-time visitors on my right. Hi, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. My name is Rai, and I live here in Alfreda, just a few minutes away from here. And uh, we go to Off-Broadway Music School Oh, And on our way, we always saw this worship center. <laughs> <laughs> so just out of curiosity, we are here. Well, <laughs> welcome.
1: welcome. We have a few announcements today, and first, Lexi Tagney would like to make an announcement. Good
0: morning. My name is Lexi T. Brown. I'm your DRE. For you all that don't know what that means, I'm the director of all of the youth programs. And um, our stewardship chair asked me to say a couple things. So this is a quote from Bert Hellinger. The so-called black sheep in the family are in fact seekers of liberation road for the family tree. Those members of the tree who do not adapt to the rules or traditions of the family system. Those who are constantly seeking to revolutionize beliefs, going in contrast to the roads marked by the family traditions. Those criticized, tried, and even rejected. They are called to release the tree of repetitive stories that frustrate entire generations. The black sheep, those who do not adapt, those who scream, rebel, repair, and detoxify, create a new and blooming branch. Countless unfulfilled desires, unfulfilled dreams, and frustrations, talents, talents of our ancestors manifest themselves in the black sheep's rebellion looking to take their place. The family tree, by inertia, will want to continue to maintain the castrating and toxic course of its trunk, which makes the black sheep's task difficult and conflicting. Let no one make you doubt. Take care of your rarity. It is a most precious flower of your tree. You are the dream of all of your ancestors." In a lot of ways. Yuhuism is the black sheep of religion. <laughs> Striving for change and fighting for a new path to walk. Together, we can find the courage to strive for a new standard of justice and equality, for religious freedom, self-growth, and accountability. One of the ways that we foster the courage to go into the world and be the black sheep um, um, those who push against the tide is by choosing to lift our youth up to encourage them to be that force and in turn learning from and with them. We volunteer our time and talents to create a welcoming warm and accepting environment for our children and youth to come together and explore their values. When when you choose to pledge not only your treasures but also your time and talent You show the youth of our community that the journey they are on is worthy, that their development is important, and that we hold them up when the rest of the world might smirk, shake their head, and say, well, you're just the black sheep. The work we do at this congregation encourages all of us to wear the name Black Sheep on our sleeve as the true compliment that it is.
1: Thank you, Martin. So after you grab your sandwich, um, right after the service, during second hour, starting at 1115, we have Sunday service reflections in this building downstairs, room three. Eating to Extinction, downstairs fellowship uh, in this building, room one. Neighborhood Connections Ministry in the youth group room. Music Share, our informal jam right here. And... In, in this room, the cancer support group will meet at two today over Zoom. So contact Kim Palmer for details. And maybe you haven't heard, but humans' solar panels last month generated 777 kilowatt hours of electricity, saving us $93 and saving 14 trees. Details about yes. Details about our solar-powered energy production can be seen on the running slideshow in the rear of Fellowship Hall. And two weeks from today, on March 12th, there's the return of the great chili cook-off. It's at noon after first hour, and all are invited. So for more information, please speak to Jane Sewell or Mike Chambers. And now... Let us light our chalice together. Please join me in reading together these words by Cynthia Landrum. They're printed in your order of worship. As we kindle this flame, may it spark in each of us connection and commitment to this living tradition and to each other. Please rise in body or spirit, and sing opening hymn number 1007 in your paperback hymnal, There's a River Flowing in My Soul. Alex will play it through one time before we begin singing.
2: Um, Yes, hello. So I have one um, correction to an announcement. And that is the, um, the textile pollution is today, not eating to extinction during the second hour. And that is downstairs in Fellowship Hall, room two. So when you go down these stairs, um, there will be different rooms, and they'll have numbers on them. We call that second hour, when I was growing up, we called it Sunday school. Um, So I chose a guided meditation by Atina O'Danner called Litany of Oops and Ouch. So with eyes closed or gazing towards your nose, feet and hands grounded in a way that is comfortable for you, begin to settle the breath, the mind, the heart. Begin to inhale with intention. Exhale with intention until your breath is unaided. I receive your ouch with openness and curiosity. I receive your oops with acceptance and empathy. I offer my ouch with hope and trust. I offer my oops with humility and courage. I release my ouch with immeasurable faith. I release my oops with purpose. I release your ouch with promise. I release your oops with my eyes and heart open. Thank you.
1: At this point in our service, we share our joys with each other to magnify them and our sorrows to lighten the weight of their pain. So please feel free to come forward, drop a pebble into the bowl, and express your joy or sorrow. For those of you attending our live stream, if you have a joy or sorrow that you'd like to share, please type it into the chat. Um, I'm sad because... um, On Friday, like the Friday before break, um, um, right when I was about to leave school, I slipped on a coat and then got knocked out and hit my chin. And I'm happy that um, last night I went to an Atlanta United game. And I didn't know that my friend's dad worked at Delta, so we got to sit in box seats and everything was all luxury. (laughs) There was even a TV in the bathroom so you didn't miss a second of it. Hi, I'm Dirk Bender. I'm a member of this congregation, and I have a pebble of joy for the opportunity to play music with my friends, as a great man once said, and also a pebble of joy for the electric, solid body, electric bass short scale that's sitting in my trunk with an amplifier for anyone who wants to play bass. There are also bongos for any budding percussionists here. A pebble of joy for those two.
0: Good morning, I'm Ann Bender. I have a pebble of gratitude. Yeah, Friday, not yesterday, but Friday, I went with um, 20 members of Gwinnett County and about 20 members of the Remembrance Coalition of Gwinnett to Montgomery, Alabama, to the new museum from the Equal Justice Initiative. You have to go. We went as a group from Human in 2019. Um, it's amazing.
2: Good morning, I'm Jennifer
0: Phillippe, a member of this congregation. Um, I have a pebble of joy that my box from Thread Up, an online consignment store, arrived yesterday, which allowed me to complete my um, completely secondhand outfit in recognition of our textile class that is happening second hour today. So uh, please join us, thank you. (laughs)
1: Um, do you have it, Amanda? I've got the service running, but no live chat.
2: Hello, this is the voice from the back of the room. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Denise, Denise Wilson's reports that her mother was admitted to the hospital again last night. She's being treated for an infection, but it's not yet clear what it is. And Randy Blosh expresses a joy for attending the Samuel DeWitt proctor conference this week connecting with seminary friends and meeting and making new friends and that is all thank you
1: and i will drop a final pebble for those joys and concerns that remain unspoken let us keep one another in our thoughts for the coming week and i had chosen a responsive reading this morning that would be in our hardback hymnals but while we're in this temporary space, uh, those hymnals are out of reach. So I will read it. Um, It's titled, We Need One Another, and it's by George O'Dell. We need one another when we mourn and would be comforted. We need one another when we are in trouble and afraid. We need one another when we are in despair and temptation and need to be recalled to our best selves again. We need one another when we would accomplish some great purpose and cannot do it alone. We need one another in the hour of success when we look for someone to share our triumphs. We need one another in the hour of defeat when we, when with encouragement we might endure and stand again. We need one another when we come to die and would have gentle hands prepare us for the journey. All our lives we are in need, and others are in need of us.
2: Once a month, we give our minister the Sunday off, and we find somebody else to give the sermon. I couldn't get anyone else to agree, (laughs) so you got me again. And also, feel free to reach out or uh, come up to me after the service if you're willing to uh, give a sermon in the future. (laughs) Um, In January, I stood before you all, and I shared some information that I had gleaned from a couple podcasts. Hidden Brain is the name of this podcast series. We talked a little about the concept of naive realism, which is essentially our false belief that the way we see things is necessarily the way that they are. And this concept is great for navigating the physical realm, keeping us from walking into uh, walls or into each other, keeping, you know, helping us play sports and the like. But it's not a concept that is so helpful in the emotional realm. Things are very hotly contested. And essentially, my takeaway was that we ought to strive to understand how others may experience things or why they may feel differently than we do. We don't necessarily have to agree, but it may help to see where where they are coming from. And we went over the acronym "hear," as in I hear you for conversational receptiveness. This doctor on the um, podcast, she she and a colleague came up with what they call conversational receptiveness. And the, um, so we're gonna go, I'm gonna go over it again. H stands for hedging. So this means using phrases like, it seems to me, or if I'm not mistaken, or maybe, perhaps, possibly. E is for emphasizing agreement. Um, emphasizing agreement with your conversation partner. Like, um, you're right, it is sad that, you know, we've had so much water damage. A is for acknowledgement, so you wanna acknowledge what your conversation partner has said. You know, it sounds like you're in favor of a limit to free speech rights, something like this. R is then for reframing to the positive, reframing to the positive. So, I like when we can come together and solve a problem, you know. So, there was a lot of great feedback positive feedback after that sermon. So how many of you have been trying to use these tools? Yes. Awesome. Ah, I love that. Um, So, yeah. So you've been able to kind of use these ideas. Well, even when I was writing that sermon and thinking about that, you know, concept and very clearly saw the benefit of being receptive in our conversations and also saw that this practice ends up being reciprocal, right? I still had you know, my own reservation overall. This is hard, right? It's really hard to do. It's kind of difficult. It's not easy to stop, remember this acronym, remember what each letter stands for, and then implement the concepts, right, in the middle of a fairly serious or maybe an emotionally charged conversation, especially with someone who gets us all worked up, someone who we may find difficult to deal with, somebody who may be, you know, frustrating to us. It requires a lot of patience, It requires the ability and the willingness to control ourselves, even in a high stakes, high emotion situation. And I thought, well, what is a big reason why people don't listen? Have you ever been in a conversation with someone who who is being difficult and they keep talking and sharing their point of view, or it just becomes like kind of too fraught to continue? Maybe we're the ones who share and overshare and get worked up and emotional. And I wondered what like, what could that be? And I think and have experienced in my own life that when it is just impossible for me to listen and be patient and put my feelings aside, it's because I really need, deeply need to be heard myself. To a certain extent, all of us humans, we have a need to be heard, right? And seen for who we really are and validated for our experience. And I have definitely had the experience and the ongoing experience of having this need of validation, of a need to be heard, to be seen. So as an aside, one thing I love about being involved in this church, most of our meetings we begin with a check-in, right, where we talk about what's going on with this. Could be positive, could be negative, could be both. And it just creates such an instant connection, and it, it makes it like a safe place to go ahead with the meeting, right? But have you ever opened up to someone about maybe your painful experience or your viewpoint and come away feeling kind of weird or not right or like they didn't really listen to you? Or have you tried to explain yourself only to end up feeling less understood? And afterwards, I do this a lot, like ruminated in your head about different ways to say what you had already explained. It's kind of painful. So... In thinking about this, you know, I thought it's all well and good to be good listeners, to be receptive in our conversations, and it will probably bring others to want to listen to us. But we do have this need of being heard, and and we need to work on getting that need met. So I believe that we need to find the people in our lives who will not only listen to us but hear us as well. And in hearing us, they validate our experience. Okay, but how? Who? Well, I think that first we have to determine who cannot listen to or hear us. And that may be a little difficult, but I think we can use the term toxic positivity to start to identify. So toxic positivity is a kind of way to have a good vibes only approach to life in the process of discarding any seemingly negative emotions. And here are some examples, like some phrases that... Um, that can exhibit some toxic positivity. Like, look on the bright side. Just stay positive. It could be so much worse. Everything happens for a reason, right? Lots of people say these things and they are coming from a good place. It's it's really not easy to hold space for someone when they share something difficult for them. And I genuinely believe that people who respond in these ways, they do want to help. They are just woefully unaware of how unhelpful these responses can be. Um, So some other signs of toxic positivity, because it's not just phrasing, right? Maybe if we're feeling guilty for being sad or angry, dismissing our own or others' difficult feelings, hiding our painful emotions from all others. So I think that most of us, maybe not, if not all of us, we can think of someone who responds in these ways. Or maybe you're panicking right now. Maybe you're sitting there going, that's me. I do that. I've done that. Well, let's look at some ways to respond that do not scream toxic positivity, okay? So when I need to be heard or validated, I have about four or five people in my life that I know I can count on. And they'll, um, they usually help me feel better. And they say things like, this. you know, that sucks. That's hard. That sounds so difficult. Things like, I'm, I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. And they are very good at refraining from telling me what to do or how to think about things, right? I call that unsolicited advice. Actually, they are really good at sharing their own experience if it seems appropriate. And they're usually pretty good at asking if it's okay to give that feedback. So if you need to be heard, that's okay. It's all right to recognize that you have this need and to work to get it met. And I encourage you to seek the humans that will, you know, hold that space for you. So I'm just gonna recap. So we're gonna avoid toxic positivity phrasing like I'm sure it'll all work out. Using validating phrases like that totally stinks. I'm so sorry to hear that. Ask your, par- your conversation partner if they want feedback first. No unsolicited advice. And go ahead and share from your own experience.
1: with me the words by Elizabeth C. Jones for extinguishing our chalice. They're printed in your order of worship. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again.
2: UU Birmingham, their loss is our gain, and Deborah... Um, From Caitlin Cotter-Coyleberg, Beloveds, may love guide you on your journey forward. May joy meet you at every turn and hope be your daily prayer. May gratitude companion you, compassion embolden you, and open-hearted courage be your unending choice. May peace challenge you, dear ones, generosity empower you, and may you know in every day that you are enough, just exactly as you are. And you are not alone. Blessed be Ashe and Farewell.
1: Unitarian Universalist Metro Atlanta North Congregation of Roswell, Georgia, thanks you for listening to the Human Podcast. Background music, courtesy of Tim Moore from Pixabay.